I'm really glad that you had said all of that. I'm glad that experience happened for you because, you know, we talk about like light and dark, yin and yang, mm-hmm. and what we see, who we think we are, a lot of times is only half of, of who we truly are. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with like young and the shadow, mm-hmm. So our shadow selves are what we want to kind of keep behind us. And interestingly enough, you know, the ego identity, the part of the brain is here and all that shadow stuff is like literally behind our mm-hmm. eyes. So it's almost like like metaphorically, like we don't see the shadow. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. So bringing all of that up is literally bringing it into your conscious awareness that now you're kind of forced to, to deal oh, with oh I have this mm-hmm. too I'm gonna what, Man, what am I gonna I had do a, with it I have a lot more than I knew I mean yeah I'm just still like what but that okay so that being said like how beautiful is yes. that because knowing that you were operating in one capacity yes. but you have a full spectrum that you now get to explore yes and here's the paradox and we were just talking about this earlier with a client with burnout um that you know, we don't give ourselves permission to rest. We don't give ourselves permission to to practice self-care. We don't give ourselves permission to nurture ourselves. The interesting thing about doing that is that when you practice self-care, when you provide nourishment, when you nurture yourself, you have the energy to, to give back be productive. Again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So again, it's about that balance. Well, and I think based on the experience, I mean, I think whatever was sitting in the reptile brain was saying everyone else is a good person or, you know, these people are good, that person is good. Mm-hmm. Everyone's important, but you're not. You're insignificant. Mm-hmm. You're unimportant. Mm-hmm. You were putting yourself last. I was like negotiating like but please just don't take that little part like I can disappear take everything away take everything just don't take this little part because I guess because within myself all I deserve for is like this little bit Mm. everything else is meant for for everyone else right Right. so I don't know there's something to it still unpacking this yeah but I was also glad that there is male and a female doing this Mm -hmm. in the session that's a really good thank you for bringing that up because because actually people have different types of traumas mm-hmm. and they represent, you know, either ma- male trauma from males right. or trauma from females, right. right? And and I have distrust issues towards males. I'm sorry to say, I guess. I mean, I guess after this experience, I think I kind of figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that because I was, you know, in love with my ex-husband and then he decided to leave and... Then I went through this numerous dating experiences and a lot of them bad, you know, and for the like last two or three years, you know, I have zero desire to date. Mm-hmm. Right. But it was good to be able to ask you to help and to hold my hand. And because it was kind of to me representative that there are safe men out there, that not every man is bad or not, you know, everyone is going to hurt you, you know, so yeah. that was absolutely I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, we have to be on the lookout for the nature and the source of these traumas, you know, in clients. And um, I don't know that we had a specific or poignant conversation about any gender specific, but it's just you know kind of like a read in the room. You know what I mean when this when the experience starts, and 
I don't know. I'm curious to see what your perception is because mm-hmm. um, typically we have we have certain roles and like I feel like we completely reversed um, with her. Yeah, I agree. With you that. did. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. He was more uh, feminine. No. Or you were more, more primary. Okay, more primary. So, so mm-hmm. in in general, you're you're keeping more primary role, yeah. and you keep the secondary role. And with me, you had to keep more of a primary role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I I think though that that's we could read that energy, and you're mm-hmm. exactly right. Like in that space. Okay, I will say one more thing because yeah. I'm going to forget it if I don't. I when I was married, mm-hmm. I felt safe. I really felt safe. I think that there's something to being a female and having a guy. Something psychological. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that the guy's with you all the time. It's just the feeling that someone has your back. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time in my life, I just feel that I don't have anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And so when I was married, I had that feeling like I was safe, that someone was protecting. I remember saying, you know, but... But, 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 wait, I am not protected. Do you guys remember that? It it went from, like, I'm protected, my parents are protecting me, then it was something like, but please don't hurt my mom. Mm -hmm. Then it was me protecting my mom. And then at the end, it was like, but I am not protected. But who protects me? There was a lot, actually, I'm borrowing your notebook. Amy takes really great notes. Mm -hmm. Um, Towards the beginning, you had a lot. There was, there was, there was some focus on, um, on your ex-husband was did I, did I say so, something about him i couldn't remember any of that yeah there was um at, at least i'm guessing yeah okay. she and i were communicating yeah. and i'm like this is about the ex-husband what was it what um, did i say you were saying why are you doing it over and over uh-huh. um and then eventually it's okay and then you were apologizing i'm sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry over and over and over again and then it's not my fault it's just life it's not fair it shouldn't have happened. Um, I shouldn't have this burden. And that may, the burden part may be associated with patient energy. I don't know. But I was pretty convinced that it was, there was the at least the first 60 mm-hmm. minutes or so of your, your experience was very focused on um, the permanent presence or lack of permanent presence mm-hmm. of male energy in your life. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my head was. At least that was my perception. What, mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts in response to that? I, you know, I don't know. I think I remember some of this. I don't remember. I can't connect it. A part of me feels like there must have been some type of early experience where I was like violated in some type of a way, but not sexually, but more like my safety was just violated. Like I couldn't either... Because it didn't feel exactly like with my ex-husband. It felt more like mm. uh, like I was just feeling some type. I mean, I was talking about some type of a burden. I, I don't know what that was about. Yeah. I really don't. But What was the, what, what was the line? It was like, don't do it. And for a long time, I remember saying, like, don't have do to it. And burden. it shouldn't have to okay. have happened, something like that. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. It, but please don't do it and it was like pleading for someone not to do something i shouldn't have to carry this burden yeah that was bizarre i can't connect it to anything so but but divorce was definitely you know one of the biggest things that uh you know definitely made me feel really alone and abandoned Mm -hmm. right absolutely so i would wonder if that the 
what was coming up at that moment when you speak about something happened when your early childhood, mm-hmm. but not necessarily sexual, mm-hmm. but something. So we had kind of talked about mm-hmm. this a little bit earlier before we started recording that uh, trauma isn't kind of this classical trauma. Like, you know, you don't have to be beaten. You don't have to be raped. You don't have to be um, neglected. You don't have to be tortured. A lot of times trauma is emotional. So as children, though our physical needs were met, and we see this a lot with clients, Mm -hmm. like people who say they have got no trauma, (laughs) you know, they say, no, my childhood was fine. I had food, clothing, shelter. My parents were there. Everything was, everything was fine. Um, When you start unpacking that, okay, so they had all their physical needs met, but they weren't, they didn't feel seen. They didn't feel heard. They didn't feel attuned to. They didn't feel validated. They didn't feel loved just intrinsically to be loved. They only felt love if they were performing or Mm -hmm. achieving. Mm -hmm. So that being said, what you had kind of all the stuff that was brought up um, as far as it's not fair, it shouldn't have happened, I shouldn't have to carry this burden – intuitively i feel as though that is your inner child being very angry about at the f- something at at the fact something. that you didn't get to be the kid yes you always had I to think carry you're right. the burden I of think adulthood. that that's a good connection too i think i think there is a part of it like somewhere inside that little kid is mad because that kid didn't jump on the trampoline that right. kid didn't right. play you know that kid was always a little serious professor that was trying to save the world and parents you know yeah so I think there might be a little bit of that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but there was a situation with grandparents and I think you may have asked me about it actually right after I just was not in a state to answer but Mm -hmm. um my grandparents took me I guess when I was maybe two or three just maybe barely talking but talking a little bit and Mm -hmm. uh and they kept me overnight and apparently I was crying to go back to my parents. Well, they, I guess, told me to just be quiet and turn the lights off and and then told me that my parents don't want me anyway. So oh. so go ahead, just stop crying. So apparently when my parents came back the next day, I was kind of like frozen, kind of like not talking, not being myself. So my mom was like, you know what happened? Tried to talk to me and and I said, well, you don't want me anyway, grandma said. So I, she said, I have to stay here now. So my mom, you know, grabbed me and was, you know, crying and I guess was oh just gosh. upset at her parents for doing Absolutely. that. But my grandparents were very abusive, you know, to my mom. Actually, a lot of the stuff that I said, mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like the energy of my mom. Like it's the stuff, mm-hmm. the shame. Mm-hmm. That's the, really interesting. Just like almost like the, I must have like absorbed my mom's mm-hmm. trauma. So this mm-hmm. is actually a really interesting topic too that we could Mm-hmm. spend some time on because um, we have this conversation or something similar um, various iterations with many people sometimes multiple times a day mm-hmm. um, and I'm not really interested in arguing with people about causation or anything no, like no. that this world is constructed and and we're led to believe that our genetics are solely responsible for mm-hmm. you know if I'm overweight if I'm not strong enough if I'm not smart enough it's it's my genes and just carry on what you're doing but Make no mistake, we need to be taking care of ourselves. And you can't explain a lot of this stuff. You know, like, I, I really think, like, trauma is not just whatever happened just to you personally. I think if you're around that energy, okay, and first of mm-hmm. all, 
Again, I see energy now differently because yes. I felt that yes. it's a table. It's mm -hmm. a thing. Mm -hmm. So if that energy is around the parent, mm -hmm. that's, that's and my it. mom has such extreme shame issues. She's right. so ashamed of herself. She hates the way she looks. Mm -hmm. she, she has this... I mean, she was abused. She mm -hmm. was really right. abused right. by right. my grandparents, right? right? So... I think it's almost like I absorbed it. I probably wanted Absolutely. to help her and no, I and I absorbed thing. it. So yeah. that's the thing is like um you know people say well alcoholism runs in my family my my grandfather drank my my you know and so forth and so on. that's not accurate at least you know and there's a case can be made sure I'm not here like I said I'm not here to argue but what's passed down is trauma. Yeah, generational mm -hmm. trauma, trauma is over a real and over thing. Absolutely. Generation after generation yeah. like that's why you see children that are alcohol you know children uh, adults that are alcoholics yes, from right. and so forth and so on, you know, straight mm -hmm. down the line. It's not a you know there's not a definitive any kind of definitive genetic component. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, you know, my my grandmother and I'll bet, you know, dollars to donuts that her mother, you know, there oh, it was I mean the they same. were war kids, you know, the World right. War Two. I mean, so what kinds of good things happened then? No food, the survival. Right. right. So let's turn let's kind of sort of um um reorient ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So what you've done and 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 what our clients have done is they they break that mm -hmm. they break that cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. You know right. the you know the ones that do have generation you know future generational trauma. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and and their own kids and some some even have uh, we've even had a few sessions with um, experiences journeys with grandparents. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about two generations of trauma. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and that's the thing that we emphasize and celebrate, um, is that you're you're you know I, I look at it like a, this this vortex, you know, and yeah. you're just you're snapping it, you're breaking it right in half. Yeah, you're the pattern interrupt. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah, you get to to change the course, the direction moving forward for not only you, but now retroactively your energy mm -hmm. is going to shift the energy, energy of theirs. Of theirs, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's really a beautiful, it's such a beautiful thing, a, a absolutely beautiful shift. Yeah, you know. And I, I feel chipped or cheated out of the experience of learning about it in a school setting. I'm a counselor. Mm. Okay, they talk about boundaries. Right. But what about energy? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying in a yeah. session like this where my prefrontal cortex is turned off yeah. and my reptile brain is feeling almost attacked like it has a parasite of this pain of energy mm -hmm. of every patient that I've seen. But nobody talks about it in school. And I'm supposed right. to be the person that helps people. But I'm not being taught how do I right. effectively protect myself right. from absorbing that energy yeah. that's then later killing me. Yeah. Well, that's something that, unfortunately, again, the construct of our educational system, mm -hmm. we aren't taught that saying no is, is okay. You know, we're like, and especially as females, especially as females, like, be nice. Right. Be kind. Be generous. Be compassionate. Be all those things. How about sometimes just be a bitch? Who cares? Like, seriously, Absolutely. just own it. Like, you're allowed to say no. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to have hard stops. Like, mm -hmm. you get to decide where the end point is. You get to decide, like, okay, where does the bullshit meter stop? Like, I'm willing to put up with some things. I can tolerate some things. But then there are some things that are just super fucked up. No. I mean, seriously, but how do you even put these blocks? Okay, so if I'm seeing a patient mm -hmm. and I'm trying to help the patient, right? They're coming right. for me to, 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 to be helped. Okay, I mean, I'm scared to see patients now because I'm going to take on their energy again. How do I protect myself ah. from not taking on their energy? Or unless sure. I have to do 
see you guys once so, every couple months to be uh, so cleansed. Actually, let's talk about that in a couple ways. So yeah. again, if I haven't said this once, I'll say it again. I, we, I, we like to speak in metaphors and describe things in, in ways that make sense to other people. And I'm looking at your glass table mm -hmm. and this is a metaphor that I use all the time. <laughs> um, and I'll start it the way I always started. My TV used to sit on this glass, um, whatever you call it, a glass TV, TV table. Um, and Unlike my mother, I'm I'm not an obsessive cleaner, and this particular piece of furniture will gather quite a bit of dust, years worth even. Um, and the one thing is, you'll see finger streaks along it because I'll walk by and I'll be like, ah, oh. and and you know you know what it looks like? It looks like a dirt, a dust fingerprint, right? Um, <clears throat> and and maybe three years will go by, and finally I'll get that stupid bottle of Windex out, right? That's your psychedelic experience. Well, it happened to me on Saturday. I finally cleaned my car. <laughs> You're deflecting right now. It's cre it's the creation of lucidity, right? Um, you're cl you're cleaning the lens, the lens. through which you mm -hmm. you view and experience the world. Why mm -hmm. do you think you look so fucking happy? Mm -hmm. Because you're clean and you're fresh and you're new again. Mm -hmm. All that dust and all that residue is is swept off, right. and that's one mm -hmm. of the metaphors. Um, I have a, a lot of other ones that. Go so, along, but yeah. All I yeah. got out of it, Chris, is that you don't like to clean your glass table because you have authority <laughs> issues and you don't like to listen to your mom. It's a, it's a good thing Bang. this episode isn't about me. <laughs> it was deflection. You're right. <laughs> so let's go back to boundaries. Yes. Okay. Oh. So how do you how do you not absorb? I don't know. Okay. So so part of that is always staying attuned to yourself. So, so what that means is to take time, even if that is literally just two minutes, three minutes in between patients, go into a dark corner, a place where you can be with yourself, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. How are you feeling inside? Like truly, and I, that can be as arbitrary as like, am I hungry? Am I tired? Am I thirsty? Like, Sometimes it's just doing like a quick body scan, like, you know, closing your eyes and like if, if you were like being like 3D printed from a laser printer, like is, th is this left knee a little tight? Is my back a little sore? It's just getting back into like the basics like me. me I, and I me. think all I'm getting out of it is I'll have to see you for checkups. <laughs> that was actually that was my point thanks for reading the thing it, it needs that windex yeah you know it, it needs that that sort of control alt because that can you earth. really picture me taking time well that's 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 where the work comes in alicia yeah. like that's that's part of the process that like that's okay that actually brings up a whole can of worms that we're going to open up here <laughs> is that no, i also want to be very clear with what the psychedelic therapy process involves <sighs> Never again. Because they're not going to invite me. Oh, that was the worst client. <laughs> that, was, that was the other thing that Alicia was I texted the worst? That, um, No, no. Was I, was I? I felt like I was like freaking convulsing. Like I was dying. You didn't have I were not. Was the worst. I screaming? I don't think you was were I loud? I wouldn't say screaming. <laughs> I would say like, wailing. Okay. Yeah, crying, sobbing. Yeah. Like okay. really hard Do crying. you have good yeah. sound machines? Because you're going to get thrown well, out of there if I show up there that's again. That's why we chose the corner room that's okay. not connected to uh, any yeah, other right? offices. It yes. was bad. And the yes. other thing you texted me on Friday night was, I'm never doing that I again. I know. <laughs> I, I, I've exaggerated a little bit. Right, right. So <laughs> that, that part of a like what the therapeutic process means yeah. <clears throat> is that, you know, 
you don't go into a room, take some psychedelics and then go through this process. And then suddenly like your life is perfect. No. You know, like there still is a process. Although my life is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So it involves like, and this is where the integration comes in. So, you know, we've, we've opened up a whole part of your psyche that had been hidden and kept down for a long time. How do we close it up again? Because I got to work, man. No, 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 (laughs) You know that, so here's the thing. Cat, I'm squirming my cats, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Cats out of the bag. Damn. And it's kind of like one of those once you see it, you can never unsee right. it. So that being said, a word to the wise. If you are interested in exploring psychedelic therapy, just be very, very aware. Read your instructions. Yeah, <laughs> read your instructions. But once something has been brought to your awareness, you, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube once you've squeezed it out. So so there's that. Now, that being said, for you, for keeping healthy boundaries, like literally, you're going to have to find time where you can attune to yourself because if All not... Nothing, I'm going to stop seeing clients for like, now. That's, I just need to like something. I don't know. Yeah, whatever it takes. Like if if this you is, need a, a period of time, I'm just afraid where, of people. I'm going to lock myself in a house and not talk to people for a while until I can manage the boundary thing. You know what, here's something that we haven't we haven't talked about, but it's yeah. something that comes up in every integration meeting, or at least it should come up in every mm-hmm. integration meeting. It, it's it's this business of curating your life, and we we talk about this, and I, I don't know if other practitioners do, but this is something we we really focus on because you know what does it mean to curate something to curate anything, right? It's to select what's in and what's out. So you know after after this experience, anyone, anyone's free to curate their life at any point in their life. But you have, we haven't really talked about the cognitive flexibility and the neurogenesis, um, you know, those components that are associated with psilocybin. But, and Amy will get into that. She's a nerd. Um, (laughs) That was great. (laughs) um, Accurate, actually. (laughs) But this is the time, this is the time to curate your life. Um, you know, the people that you want, the, you know, the friends that you want, the, you know, the, um, the experiences that you want and, and better still, or, or, you know, just as important are the things that you don't want. Like, I don't want a 60 hour work week. I don't want like, I, you know, whatever it is. I, I, I don't want to continually complain about this. So I'm going to fucking fix it. I'm going to do something about it. And, and well, I have energy to fix it. So, right. You have the yeah. energy, you have motivation, yeah. you have cognitive flexibility, you have resources, you have a thriving business. You are in like an optimal place to do something, um, to do anything. That's mm-hmm. the, actually, yeah. so let me make that clear. It's not to do something, it's to do anything. Mm-hmm. Anything. Well, I have energy now, so Good. I can do it. Good. The other thing, too, is, is you know, the all of the all of the all, like you're always going to be Alicia, mm-hmm. always. It's just that the experience has taken that construct, like that Rubik's Cube, and it's just put the the sides in different places, different locations. So now that those other parts have been exposed, like everything that coalesces, everything that comes together is always going to be intrinsically at the core, mm-hmm. you. You will always be you. But it's just a new arrangement of you. I agree with you. And, yeah. and you know, another thing. So a few days before I was driving and I had this thought like, hmm, I think I need to work on trust and trusting God because mm-hmm. I don't think I trust mm-hmm. God. Because if I did, then I wouldn't worry about so many different things, sure. right? I wouldn't obsess over this or that or the other. Yeah. And I was like, huh, you know, that's something to remember. And then the tarot card said that gave me death. Mm-hmm. and tower 
and mm -hmm. uh, those are two bad cards in tarot. And uh, and the third card was like manifestation, creative opportunities. And I, I didn't think much about it until the morning off. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like deaf. You and what? I were talking about that. Do you remember yeah. that conversation? Yeah. And I was like salivating. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait for her ego to die. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that. Because, of course I, I didn't. Mean, <laughs> I didn't have any, like, if, if you can think of a person that just like nonchalantly like goes into the experience and thus does it, that's me. I did it with no like thinking about it, not reading about it. Didn't yeah. What? No preconceived notions. No, nothing, nothing at all. And then it was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember arguing with you guys about, I lost a day. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. It's like 3.30 or 4. Yeah. That, that, that controlling <laughs> logistic <laughs> driver. Yeah. Driver. The Hitler. Yeah. Driver. Wanted to come back online yeah. and like, okay, like I need the answers. Absolutely. I need, I need this to be like linear. I yep. need this to be a linear. construct. I need this to oh work gosh. in the way that I expect it to. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. It yeah. Was something else. And we were like, uh, just don't worry about it. Like you'll figure you it get, out. I mean, Sorry. was I the worst? Like, no. By a, a wide margin. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate <laughs> oh. that. But I mean, do people normally like come out not know who they are or like? So here's the beautiful thing about a psychedelic mm -hmm. experience: is yours was crazy, but it was average. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. So that's what I was wondering because I was like, I really later I just felt embarrassed that you had to witness me like that and that you, it must be such a hard job to witness these people convulsing and like having all these uh, you know so like, so let's talk about boundaries again yeah. <laughs> so this is where oh, yeah i'm worried about you i guess no okay. no no so this is where like in like mm -hmm. doing this work like he and i have talked about it that there are some days where we leave and we're like physically ex exhausted mm -hmm. like we need to go home and sleep that was a long day for you we yeah. need to, to have somebody like me <laughs> well it's 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 just that our our locus of attention is just always kind of external uh -huh. and so to balance that we have to take time for ourselves yes. and redirect that energy internal so that's really truly like when I say that you know we need to practice self-care like not only am I talking the talk but I walk the walk mm -hmm. like there are days that I tell him like look dude I'm gonna be offline like I'm gonna be out in the woods by myself no technology Good for you ever that would be and my I, ideal day like just yeah. not have any technology and be in the woods yeah you, maybe i could do it like yes one you totally so, should so i could like about, run away totally as part should. of your cognitive yeah. flexibility yeah. how about you schedule something like that and saying instead of saying um instead of saying you should it, i should do say, something I, like that instead i'm of going shooting, to instead of shooting shooting, yourself, I, I should right? just do it i know <laughs> yeah. in fact i see a yeah. partner here um who <laughs> looks crime. awfully willing yes. to join <laughs> she you yes of course and she's smiling you know, so the, the funny thing was like you, you guys said take time off and you know be like just have an easy schedule mm -hmm. and of course like friday i get home i can't think my brain is all mush mm -hmm. i'm crying i'm like just it was it was different. And then, then like on Saturday, I'm supposed to be up at like freaking, I don't know, 7.30 a.m. And mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be in the office at 8. And then I'm supposed to have a meeting at 9. Then I'm supposed to have a meeting at 11. Then I'm supposed to have a meeting. At she told us she had the weekend <laughs> off. Mm -hmm. She did. She did? Yes. yes. I'm sorry. I yes. guess I just, just anyway. <laughs> so then on, on Friday, I'm like, oh, my God. Like it, to me, it just looked like insanity. Like I was like, there's no way. I can do this day and I can like survive it. I was like, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, it's too late to cancel. 
like, I don't know what to do. So I end up uh, waking up and I felt a lot better. I felt with mm -hmm. it. Uh, I was late by 30 minutes here, mm -hmm. but, but it was okay. Mm -hmm. And then I canceled my patient at one o'clock. So, so it was okay. It ended yeah. up being okay. I didn't have Good. the 11 a.m. and the, yeah. So it ended up somehow things worked themselves out, but it was like Good. that scary, like Friday night, like, oh my God, I can't, mm -hmm. I did I did what? So you've suddenly, you, or, or you've somehow put yourself back together I again did. after the worst day of I your did. life? I did. I was perfect on Saturday. <laughs> I was like, man, this is good. <laughs> I didn't realize last weekend was when you were doing all of this. Uh -huh. And I was like, huh, you didn't message me at 9 p.m. on a Saturday asking for something or wanting to change something. I was like, she must be like relaxing or something wow see and look at see yep, look at this yeah look at there's let's talk about what you're doing right now uh -huh. you're hiding yourself because uh -huh. hiding myself yeah because there is um some truth to what she just said and there's some shame is what i'm getting at well absolutely because you see i don't realize that i'm doing that i just right. sounds like to me i mean maybe i'm not connecting the dots but sounds like sophie that i work all the time i guess and then whenever I'm doing something and I remember about it, I just text you, which could be at random times. I apologize for that. I'll make sure that, that I'm not doing that. And I have to do my boundaries. Yeah, you right. should. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, it so, is past no. 6 p.m. So that's a beautiful thing. Let's talk that you yeah. guys keep turning up these things. Let's talk about that for a minute. Um, um, the, the beautiful thing in, in, in taking people through these journeys is, is yeah, of course, you know, we get referrals and we've even had multi-generations. We had a 27-year-old woman who then her mother came to us. And I say this and I specifically word it in a funny way sometimes, but we when we have an experience with you, we haven't just changed or at least adjusted or had an impact on your life. We've had an on impact yours, on many lives. Yeah, absolutely. On ten, you know, I counted as 10 people. But you know? no, by now you've already had an impact on a hundred because I've already told so many people, I was like, I can't tell you about it, but here it is. I'm telling you about it. So, yeah. And it's different than like, if you were to go on Zoloft and like, then you're muted, right? Yeah. So your right. garden, I, I do this garden hose, your garden hose is kinked. Right. That, that you're not touching anybody with that. Your, mm -hmm. your, your, your communication, your interaction with them is muted. Mm -hmm. It's dull. I mean, on my honest opinion is fuck the meds. I mean, they are good for some people, but they're not good for everybody. And they have so many side effects that if this was available and absolutely legal, I would, I would yeah. help you guys do it. Yeah. I think that people should actually have the opportunity to access something like this of course they would have to read the instructions yeah. before doing it <laughs> do right. as i say taking not as I do. Right, right. the day off right. and then the next day off and mm -hmm. you know but i think this is really powerful i think this is yeah. this is life-changing it is it absolutely is i'm so glad that you have the capacity here in your studio to have this recorded and to have this information be put out and to speak so honestly about your experience because because my parents don't speak english so i can <laughs> mom dad i love you well the fact that like you had a a very challenging experience mm -hmm. and you got through it and you've processed it and you were like yeah that actually is was beneficial absolutely like, that you see benefit in it mm -hmm. like and and chris and i say this to a lot of people, a lot of people are like, they're so afraid of having like what's called like the bad trip or the challenging mm -hmm. trip. And 
truly, and, you know, Chris says this, like, there's no such thing as a bad trip. There's a poorly integrated experience. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think, like you said before, I think it's different when somebody's doing it on their couch, maybe. For sure. You know, I I can't imagine doing that by myself or Mm -hmm. having a friend that doesn't know what to do with me and they're feeling like I'm dying because I'm saying I'm dying. Right. I think that the beneficial thing about it was that you were there. I would never want to put anyone that I know for anything like this. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So, but I had, you know, I mentioned it to a few friends and some of them were like, well, why did you do it? And Wait, like, clarify that? You would never want to put anyone you know through it? Well, I wouldn't want to be a burden on another person that I know personally that that would have to witness me doing this for six hours. Oh, I see. I thought you I meant, mean, okay. if right, you're right. doing that, you, you should saying... definitely get paid for this because Agreed. this Speaking is a lot which. of hard work. <laughs> I know. This is a lot of hard work. I, mean, I thought you... for a second you meant you wouldn't recommend this. No, no, no. I would recommend it to people, except that some people wouldn't be open to it. But, sure. uh, but you know, uh, one of my friends, you mm-hmm. know, who has some experience with uh, mm-hmm. doing What's mm-hmm. that called? Psilocybin. Yeah. Yeah. That word. Um, <laughs> he was like, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, you could have just came to my house and we could have just, you know, I could have mm-hmm. given you a little bit. And I'm like, no, because that's just like, I can't, I, I guess I'm just, this, this to me feels more like uh, medicinal and therapeutic and I'm not There's for there. recreational Right. I mean, I've never done right. anything. Right. So There's, I guess I just was more interested in the spiritual slash, you know, growth aspect of it, not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to get high or do you something. Think that, right. Do you think right. that there was some part of you that, that recognized that you had some trauma that needed to, to, to be addressed? You know what? I will tell you that I was, I, I mean, let's use your metaphor with the table. Mm-hmm. If your table wouldn't have been dusted for like 10 years, mm-hmm. it would take, you wouldn't even know anymore what, what is the table and what color That's it is. That's fair. Right. You're just, right. you're going to wipe it off one day and you're like, what? Right. This was a glass table. I thought this was solid wood. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's been brown this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I really didn't know anything. That's a, that's, yeah. I, I appreciate the way you articulate that. Yeah. I didn't connect yeah. the dots. I didn't know how burned out I was until you guys did the energy lifting thing for yeah. me. I, I truly didn't want to live. I mean, that's like, yeah. not, not like at the fore of my being. But I was so tired that I didn't want to live right. because of that. Right. I just was kind of like, you were an ex- you're not, you, God, this, that please life, take me. You this, know? That iteration of your life was not yielding any joy for you. No, there and, was no joy. Thank you for saying that. You can you can buy into like meaning of life and you can ascribe it to anything yes. you want. But if it's not fulfilling, I mean, eventually the gas tank is going to run dry. It just, yes. And it felt like I was carrying like, if you're walking, if you have like lead, instead of shoes and, and mm-hmm. it like everything weighs so much and yeah. just felt like I was just like walking and everything was so difficult. Everything mm-hmm. just took forever. You know, it's like I couldn't, I used to enjoy working with clients. I, this mm-hmm. was my passion. And then it was like, I couldn't do it anymore. Like from one day to the next, I was like, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Brandy had to reschedule all the patients and right. because I just, I mean, it's like, you just can't do it. Like suddenly your <laughs> leg breaks and you can't walk anymore. You know, but I didn't know I stopped doing some of the things that were making me so tired 
but I wasn't getting better, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, t- even though I was trying not to work as much because I couldn't. But as we talked about, you weren't, you weren't doing, you also weren't doing anything to take care of yourself. That's not really. It. Right. Not really. Right. So like, it's an, you know, if you look at it at like an, like an equation, like an energy equation, mm-hmm. you know, you were crammed full of negative right. energy. Yes. Yeah. You weren't letting anything in. That exactly. valve was shut, but you also weren't offloading it. You know, Absolutely. offloading it either. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was yeah. just kind of just like a stagnant just kind of staying there. Yeah. You saved my life. That's all I can say. If not for that, I don't know. I probably would have lasted another few years and died somewhere from the heart attack or something. Because I was just, and even if I was living, I would not be living my life. I would be going through the motions of my life. Right, right, so, right, right. And that there's is, a difference. There's a huge difference there. Like actually living and experiencing yes. versus the facade of just going through the day-to-day time to make the donuts. Well, and I, you know, and, and patients will sometimes say that, you know, you put them on a medicine and, and things change for them, you know, mm-hmm. but this was six hours. Right. I don't have to right. take it again. Right. I don't have to do anything with it again. I'm not addicted to anything. I right. don't have any side effects. I don't. I'm yeah. better. I don't yeah. know why. I don't know exactly what happened. <laughs> I can't my, put my finger on it. My frontal lobe can't process this, but right. but and, it and, happened. And here's the beautiful part about this too is is that that knowing you and you like to process and right. you like to have answers, that whole side of you that doesn't have the intellectual answers, the somatic, the feeling, the mm-hmm. experience of it. That's the intangible, that part of the brain that speaks largely in terms of like symbolism yes. and imagery, <clears throat> that doesn't get conveyed and it's not, it's not scalable in a very Western sense. So that kind of creative feeling, emotional part of us that, mm-hmm. that needs to be integrated in order for us to feel and fully feel and fully live this like beautiful, rich mm-hmm. life, we can't do that using just one part of us. Mm-mm. And so the medicine literally integrates those two things so that you can have these thoughts and, but you're feeling things at such a depth and, and not just kind of sort of like you're wholly invested in that feeling. I will say this, there's also something unbelievable that happens with brainwave states. Mm. So if we had the luxury of having you hooked up to an electroencephalogram, Mm -hmm we would have seen your brainwave states dip down into probably theta, maybe some mm-hmm. delta, um, high alpha. I mean, you would, have accomp- you would have gone through the whole spectrum. But what's beautiful about that is that because you went back into those brainwave states that are so hypnotic mm-hmm. and so impressionable, that emotion that you felt had such a profound and lasting effect because you felt it at the same way that you would have felt it as a child being programmed. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Yes. So now your adult self mm-hmm. can reconcile the inner child mm-hmm. and move forward. It's beautiful. And but I'm just not going to forget the the uh, when I was sitting next to Chris and the music went backwards and then I'm like. But what am I doing here? Which time? <laughs> Which time? Like yeah. the tenth. And he says, "You're being reborn." And I'm like, 
I'm like trying to see, am I being unplugged? Is this matrix? Like, I'm like, where am I? I'm trying oh, it was to look beautiful. outside. I mean, it was like, it was, it was almost like a, a, a scene in a movie. You were asking all the perfect prompt questions. I felt like we were in slow motion. You're being reborn. It's like, just like messing with me. No, I meant it. I meant, believe me, I meant like, it. Was my life real? But was it real? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. yeah, it was real. And I'm like, like still like not with it. I mean, yeah. it was priceless. It was priceless. <laughs> I wish you, you guys would have recorded this because you should start recording this That's stuff. That's actually not a bad idea. Because yeah, actually. for your safety <laughs> yeah. too, because later I was like, like, like people can say all kinds of things unless it's on tape, you right. know, and you right. just never know. Somebody right. could say something. I don't know, but. Yeah, that's a possibility. There's also, I don't know, I guess maybe being in this space, and I don't want to say that we're like optimistically naive about this, like there are dangers everywhere, but we've been very, very fortunate. And also putting our trust in this work, putting our trust in this medicine. It, I mean, you didn't help me fully because I'm still kind of like the world is a dangerous well, place. Well, that's, that's still your default. So gonna, that's still a default. I love how like this conversation keeps going on and on and like, I like to chime in when you guys bring something up yeah. that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I just interrupt you. So that's what I'm going to do again. Um, and I hate to be rude, but this is a, this is a really interesting point that you bring up because <clears throat> um, once your door is open, it's always open. Right. So, it, it, and what I mean by that is we, we exist here. We're in this room right now. Where is this room? It's in Clintonville. It's in Columbus. It's in the United States, blah, blah, blah. We're in the 3d world. Right. <clears throat> so in the, in the much grander scheme, there's everything else. And it's, I, I, I visualize it as above my head. I used to kind of picture it as a river that kind of just, but it's not, it's an ocean. It has like to be. Collective consciousness. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin it for everyone. Sorry. Um, so yeah, in, within that, within that ocean, <clears throat> it, you know, I um, um, refer to it as like, kind of like the ether. Um, is the collective conscious um, consciousness as well as like the Akashic records, like the history of everything of everything that's ever happened. So the link between you and it is now open. Your doorway is propped open. So we, we talk about, um, I don't know if, that we have the time to get into it, but we talk about it with the microdoses. That's the one of the many purposes of the microdoses, which I can't um, speak highly enough about. Um, but then with your macro experience, now your door is wide open. So one, what that means is, um, you're going to continue to integrate for the next several months. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Um, quite poignantly for the next several weeks, you'll be in what's what we refer to as lovingly as the afterglow effect. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I'm, I've, I think I've been glowing because people have said things. So yeah, you are. Yeah. You're going to continue to make connections. You're Good. going to continue to be like, oh my gosh, yep. like I do this because of this, but mm -hmm. do I really have to do this? Right. Is mm -hmm. this really necessary? Do I, or do I really have to think that it it means something? Like, could I right. ascribe a new meaning to it? Absolutely. Like, let's say for for example, like um, eating well or exercising. Mm -hmm. So the way that we're kind of taught to do this in exercise is that exercise to look good. Exercise to look mm -hmm. hot, it's you know, like gym good. cultures, yeah. whatever. Right. But yeah, when you really understand like exercise to feel good and then, and then like when you're, when you're on the treadmill and you're like, this doesn't feel good. You're like, 
why, why do I have a gym membership? Why am I doing this? Like, you know what feels good? Being out in the woods with Absolutely. no technology and just taking a hike and stopping and like listening to the birds. Like it's still exercise. It, that's the way to go. Yeah. I keep telling Alicia to come and do like aerial classes with me and oh. like silks yeah. because I had this moment where I was like, I was going to the gym and I was hating it. I'd think about it all day. Right. And then I'd go there and I'd just get into a ball of anxiety and then go there and just blast like music just to get through it. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was like, oh, I can do pole or I can climb a rope or do trapeze, get feel excited going there. Yeah. Feel excited during, feel excited leaving. Yeah. And do something good for my body. Yes. So I love, I love how yes. also you put into words how we kind of realize, oh, I don't have to think this or associate this with this. Right. Or I don't have to do this. Right. And that was, it's, it's just so profound. I don't know if it's being a woman. Like I always felt I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't, I have no choice in the matter. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's something I'm going through still. Um, just realizing like, we can do whatever you want. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do it's whatever just you like, want. oh yeah. Isn't yeah. it a funny realization? Like when it yeah. hits you, you're like, what the fuck have I been doing? I know. Yeah. It's like, I just like woke up. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. I don't have to go to this. I don't have to be around this person. I can right. say no. I can make plans and do something Absolutely. else. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah good was, for you. That was good helpful to you. hear you explain it like that. Cause I have these thoughts in my head and I never write them down, but you worded it like yeah. <laughs> really well. <laughs> so I want to go back to exercise too because this is an interesting fact. I was just like listening to a podcast about exercise and really like to make our muscles stronger, what we're doing is we are just activating more of the neuronal connections between our muscle fibers. So it's not necessarily that the muscle itself is getting stronger. It's that the action potential in the nerves innervating those muscles are firing quicker and more sequential to our thought process. So that being said, how beautiful of a thought is it that we are already fucking strong? <laughs> we just have to... We just have You're to. You're such a nerd. No, you know we that, are right? strong. <laughs> just, just, so I believe good. me. You're not telling me anything new here. Okay, like it's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, action potentials. I'm gonna try to. Action like my brain is gonna yes. try to unpack that for yeah. the next month. Oh, okay. Well, here I'll I'll nerd out a little yeah. even further because yeah. this is something that I find really cool too. As far as like. Western medicine, mm -hmm. Western medicine, especially the SSRIs and the SNRIs. That's the mess yes. I prescribe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when you have like between neurons, um, you have what's called like the postsynaptic cleft and the presynaptic cleft. And the interstitial space between those two is kind of where our neurotransmitters hang out. Western medicine is literally designed to go and block the receptors on the presynaptic cleft so from an energetic perspective, actually, let me continue that thought and then I'll come back. So Western medicine will block the receptors of the presynaptic cleft, thus prohibiting the reuptake of the serotonin. Because the belief is the more serotonin, the happier you are. Exactly. Absolutely. Sure, but yeah, there's a different... Yes, there's a, there there's a, there's a big a different energy there. And so that, so the medicine that we work with bonds to the postsynaptic cleft. So when you think about this in terms of like energy, so energy comes, energy goes, energy comes, energy goes. It's supposed to be an ebb and a flow. 
when you have energy from your neuron that releases a neurotransmitter, that energy should then be continuing transferred. Okay. Transferred. When that energy comes out and it is blocked, blocked because of the Western medicine, mm-hmm. it is literally blocking the flow of I energy. See. And I, I feel as though intuitively, again, everyone can think what they what they want. Those medicines tend to numb people mm-hmm. because Absolutely. in a in an energetic sense, they're literally blocking their own energy. It's the garden hose, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so using the psilocybin and where it bonds to those postsynaptic receptors, it comes in and it's letting Flowing the energy still. continue to flow. Yeah. Instead of like putting a hard barrier mm-hmm. like, nope, can't come back in. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, go, go, go mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. Go forth. Gump. Go forth. <laughs> yeah, we could have a whole other episode, I'm sure, Absolutely. on Western medicine versus yes. indigenous Maybe slash plant medicine. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to come back. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of fun. We should. Yeah. We'll get another microphone for selfie. Let's cool. well, actually let's all dose for that. Um uh, <laughs> let's all let's all micro. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> micro dose. I'm down. And you guys are trying to get it legalized here in so, Columbus? Where there's a decriminalized nature network here in Columbus that we're working with city council to change the current legal status mm-hmm. to decriminalize it. Well, now so, I have energy to help you if you need me. Oh, that's very kind. So, yeah, there's a big difference between legalizing it and decriminalizing it. Um, and it's all a process. But we feel as though at least starting off with decriminalizing it, um, it will put it on the lowest possible like list of things to to prosecute. So if you were pulled over for, I don't know, not putting your driver's or not putting your turn signal on or something like, and they saw mushrooms in your car, like if you, they had no other reason to suspect that anything was going wrong, that that would be like the least of their concerns. I see. A Probably fine. a fine. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, a, yeah a very, very limited. Um, um, like truly, like the lowest on the 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 like the criminal priority list. Right. It's like up there with jaywalking, or at least it should be. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and really, I'll, I'll say this. You know, for this episode, the government has no business making criminal things that grow organically out of nature. Go fuck yourself. I know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. It makes no sense. It's. I mean, this is is something that has been on the planet for millennia, millennia. Yeah, and we'll really get into the 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 the, the really fun theories, um, panspermia theory for anyone who wants to look it up. In the meantime, stoned ape theory, the stoned ape theory. Mm-hmm. So when we had t- touched on it earlier, humans have worked with this medicine for thousands of years, but the interaction. Um, goes back much much further than that For conspiracy sure. friends <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. so till next episode yeah. when we can talk more and i'm so excited and sophie's excited but we'll get you a microphone so you can be officially excited <laughs> again i think my biggest thing out of this is that energy is a thing and it puts into perspective for me everything I mean, it's just solidified everything that I already know, but it's solidified it in a way where I now actually, I'm not just a believer because because I read something. I'm a believer because I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. And energy is not to be taken lightly. 
And energy is anything that you think. So if you have negative or toxic thoughts, that is a thing that's attached to you and that's a parasite that's living on your body. So it took me forever to find you guys. I mm -hmm. don't know how I found you. I think I was asking you that when I was coming out. I was like, who are you again? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, but somehow things always happen for a reason. And I think I was just slowly dying. And this is not an exaggeration. My body was uh, just in extreme excruciating pain. I was not exercising. I will start doing that. Um, and I really feel like there was a release. Like there's definitely mm -hmm. a difference in how I feel. You had an enormous emotional purge. Yeah. 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 You really like did. You're, it's as if you your really garden hose did. came unkinked and there was like a cannonball and stuck mm -hmm. in the middle. Yeah. It was um, like a parasite of some type was mm -hmm. released. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So thank you for that. So that's yeah. my epiphany. Good. for that. I'm going to yeah. jump on the on, on your coattails um, for mine. And in working with you as a reaffirmation to in a in a, in a amazing reminder to just just trust the process. Um, we you know I I tried to make a point of of highlighting the things that you had said and the and the tough the challenges that you had had and the worst day of my life and all of those things and I, I'll admit to you that there was probably like two percent of me that believed you. Um, even though that I know that you have to trust the process, but that 2% was maybe three. Um, it was weighing heavily on me. Like, you know, and I, I knew that we would have this meeting and things would be, be good. I knew, I knew they would. <clears throat> um, and I knew that you were going to get there. Um, but it's, um, it's, it's another reminder to, to trust the process. Things are going to happen the way that they're supposed to happen. It was your time to, it was your time. Um, um, we, 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 we threatened to get together for, um, a previous meeting a couple of months ago and, um, the universe had other plans. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really easy, like I was going to say other practitioners or other people, no, no, a previous iteration of me would have been pissed that, 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 that our plans mm. fell through. Um, and hopefully that's a previous iteration that existed years ago. I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, <clears throat> but the lesson or, or at least, yeah, the lesson there is you weren't ready to work with us. We weren't ready to have you. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And things coalesced. Yeah, it the took way us a while to schedule. Yeah. It took yeah. us a while to yeah. actually do it. So, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and also, like, trust divine timing because had we done it earlier, you know, like, we've been fortunate. We just moved into this space. We had a beautiful room. Mm -hmm. We had a beautiful setup. We had privacy. Mm -hmm. We had everything that we needed. So had that happened sooner, we would not have had those things fall in place. I wouldn't have the matrix experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> the butterfly effect, everything would have been different. Yeah, that's true. Right. Very true. <laughs> okay, my naked truth is um, aliens walk among us. Um, I, I fully believe that they've been here, that they are here, and that they are here for our greater good. I also think that there are some that are here to oppose the greater good um, and that there are kind of forces. Um, but the whole game itself is not anything to be feared because it's just the game. It's just the game. Oh, Alicia's like <laughs> freaking out. I just okay. remembered because I yeah. forgot to tell you guys. Yeah. Time doesn't exist. That's right. Time, that was time weird. does not exist. But it, when I was coming out, it mm -hmm. was like time just went by i didn't know it went by i mean mm -hmm. 
I also like when I was detached from whoever I am, it just always, I don't know. It, okay. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but it was just all weird. It yeah. was like, there was no time. There right. was no identity. And I think that's who we are before we get to be this people here. Absolutely. You know, we're just Absolutely. something, someone else. We're yeah. that energy that whatever yeah. is not defined. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I like to, to dip my toe into like the world of theoretical physics and quantum physics and quantum mechanics and the construct that we largely all kind of adhere to on this planet. And I say that like, we're all just basically subscribing to like the rules of this game because the reality is that, you know, if we go far, far out into the far reaches of space, time doesn't exist. And energy, you know, a, a, a single piece of a neutron star can weigh as much as the entire Earth. And as far as the volume of a piece of a neutron star, like a grain of sand, but it's got the same weight, like the same gravity as the entire Earth, like mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, everything that we think is real is really just a construct of like... <laughs> Just this. But this isn't all that there is. I guess I'm going to believe it only when I experience it. So for now, your <laughs> words sound wonderful, but <laughs> I would have to weigh that neutron in my hand. Uh, to really know. That's right. That's right. Yep. yep. And who measure? Where did they get that measurement from? That's what I'm curious about. And where? And what scale holds that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's a scale called math. Oh, it's, there's this math, math thing. It's math. They were like calculating it. It's not a literal it. scale. It's not a literal scale. So somebody no. in their head figured it out. I don't. It's know. numbers. <laughs> it's numbers and calculations. Calculations. <laughs> it's calculations. <laughs> well, you guys are the best, and uh, we'll go eat now. We'll do go do some self care. Yes. Let's go get Chinese food. Self care. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys. All right. Thank you. You guys are the best. Mm -hmm.